0: everybody. Welcome again to the OFM Food for Thought podcast. I'm here with the lovely Naomi Land in Tomorrowland, Australia. Hi, Naomi. Hi, Steph. And I'm here with the, our local guru, uh, Peter Defty, who is very thrilled that he does not have the problem that we're going to be talking about. That may be too much information for you guys, but you know it's also a sign of good health. So today we're going to discuss erectile dysfunction and specifically um, in endurance athletes, but also, you know, in general, there's an outside article about will endurance training hurt my sex life. And in the article, they talk about a research study that, uh, that was done at the, in the journal of Endocrinology that says, you know, yeah, if you have a high volume of training, Endurance training will hurt your sex life, but we beg to differ. We think that, you know, the study does not take into account the nutrition that that person is receiving or and uh, and the nutrient timing. And they're basically what we're saying is they're not following the OFM program and it makes a big difference in and how your body operates. So, Peter, if you can talk a little bit about what's happening To vascular tissues and also um, the hormones, that's causing these athletes to have a problem.
1: Okay, Steph. Yeah, um, I'm going to talk about two aspects of uh, this, and yeah, first one will be vascular, and the second one will be hormonal. Um, So, the what a lot of people don't realize, and one of the keys to OFM isn't is is cap- what I call capillary conditioning and the capillaries are the really fine blood vessel vessels that supply blood to your muscle tissue and um, interestingly enough the genitalia on both men and women we're not just going to talk about ed in, in men, but we'll we'll talk some we'll touch on the the female issue too um, because it's it's just as prevalent it's just not quite as easily identified. Um, as it is in the males. So these these fine capillaries supply blood to, to the, or the, they're the endpoints from your arteries and your veins, from your lungs and, and heart. These are the endpoint, really fine capillaries. And so um, erectile dysfunction and loss of eyesight are sort of the canaries in the coal mine because um, the two organs that have the most sensitivity to this are the genitalia on both men and female and then the, the eyes. So usually if, if somebody's got eyesight problems, they probably also have um, erectile dysfunction. Pretty good pretty good bet. And so a couple of, couple of factors here are the way you train. Uh, if you're training hard and fast all the time, you're not going to increase that blood flow, and you're going to create a lot of type 1 fast twitch muscle, which doesn't promote the adaptive stress necessary to promote the growth of these fine capillaries all through your body. And then um, the second thing is with, with this um, capillary conditioning, when you have the inflammation that's created as a result of eating a lot of carbohydrates, which your body sees as sugar, plus the insulin that's going to be in your system to... Um, bring that blood sugar down, plus all the cholesterol that's circulating. It's not doing what the cholesterol is supposed to do, which is go to the cells, repair them, and then circulate back and forth in a good loop. Uh, and then you have all these triglycerides. All of a sudden, these fine tissue, they're inflamed. They're moving a lot of things around that shouldn't be. All of a sudden, they're not delivering blood to those spots. So guess what? Um, in men... It just doesn't work. In women, they end up faking it because, you know, it's just as uh, um, relevant in women because the, the vulva and the clitoris also need that the fine capillary blood uh, vessels to supply blood because when a woman is aroused, she too, that, that area fills up with blood and becomes very sensitive in the nerve endings, etc. So the inflammation, um, all the excess uh Cholesterol, triglycerides that, that aren't being utilized in the proper feedback loop, all those things are just preventing the delivery of blood to those systems because those, as soon as those things harden and they can't distend like normal uh, vessels would, um, then all of a sudden you got problems. And that's why with the OFM training, we, we, we're big on the base training and, and what I call capillary conditioning, particularly in the strength and conditioning guys. Um Everybody in endurance knows you should do base training at low heart rate, but for strength and conditioning, we li- I like to have people do two to three weeks of capillary conditioning because specifically to build these vessels for muscle tissue, but it's, it's going to have the same effect in the other organs. So you, you're, you're getting that blood, the inflammation down, you're fat adapted, you're getting the inflammation down, you're creating an adaptive stress through exercise to build those vessels so that you can supply blood to all the organs. OK, so that, that covers pretty much how the the, the vascular um, area of it. It's really important both for men and women. And, and, you know, like like people have to be careful with cycling to make sure they're they're properly fitted. So they're on their bones and not, you know, mashing a bunch of tissue down there. Um, you know, th- there's all kinds of things you have to be aware of.
0: Well, with cycling, you want to make sure you have a guy, bike fit, not only because you care about the. You know the, the boys the boys the junk down there so you also want to make sure it could also have effect on all your joints like your knees your ankles your low back your arms your neck yeah. so as a bike fitter that's pretty important all around not just you may think that you only care about the junk but there's other pe- factors involved so yeah aside from that onto the sorry peter go on
1: yeah yeah so I can't stress enough how, how important this, this be getting fat adapted. And then once you're fat adapted from a nutritional physiological standpoint, then really pushing that aerobic conditioning for this, for this, getting your, your cardiovascular system, especially those fine capillaries conditioned because, um, when you When you get the inflammation, the arterial distensibility, so your arteries, your veins, your capillaries that that word distensibility means it can't they can't open up and swell is to to move more blood through them When they're inflamed, they stay constricted, and that's why you see people have blood pressure issues and all that sort of thing. So you want to get that those those capillaries nice and supple. So whether you're lifting weights or putting the hammer down in a breakaway or doing 400 repeats on a track or you're getting sexually aroused, the blood can get where it needs to go. So that's, that's where we are with that. So I guess um, we want to move on to the hormonal issues.
0: Right, let's talk a little bit about the hormonal issues and uh, about, you know, that's all about sex drive cuz even if you're even if you have the the drive and the parts don't work, then that's that's a problem. But it's also a problem if you don't even have the drive and that's all with your hormones.
1: Yeah, yeah, Naomi, any yeah. questions? And
0: well, I
2: think you need to talk about also why people have these problems and um, and how they can overcome the problems? Because sometimes it's good to know, um, you know, why the problems are there or start, but it's also good to know how we can address the problems.
1: Okay, yeah. So, um, the you know, the reason we really focus on getting a, a fat-based diet isn't just to make that physiological shift to burning fat, but because fats and cholesterols are your building blocks for your hormones. And they're also the building blocks for your cell walls. I mean, they're so critical. Carbohydrates for human nutrition is a non-essential macronutrient. And I know a lot of people argue with me on that, but when you look at the hard research, it's a non-essential macronutrient. Proteins and fats, uh, including cholesterols, are are vitally important to human health. And, and the hormones in particular are are made from the building blocks of cholesterol. So um, why we call this OFM is optimal fat metabolism. It's not just about getting your body to burn fat for fuel, but it's also getting your body to metabolize fat for all the, the nutrient and metabolic richness it is to, to get your body on that other level where you're gonna reach your human potential for health and fitness. Okay. And that's gonna what's gonna drive athletic performance. So it's a precursor to your hormones, your
0: sex hormones. That's correct.
1: That's correct. Your, Your 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 fat your fats and cholesterols are are your hormones are made from those. So you need to have those building blocks readily available. So they can get broken down in your stomach and gut, sent to the liver, the kidneys, the pancreas and Repackaged as the hormones you need Okay So When you do When you get fat adapted you, you, your, your body's working in the metabolic Way that it's meant to It's burning fat for fuel again Because that's what we're meant to burn aerobically When you're eating a lot of carbohydrates There's a couple of problems We'll identify here And the first one is A Concentrated forms of carbohydrates Are pretty much devoid Of any real bioavailable nutrition um, so you're not getting the fat-soluble um, vitamins, the vitamin K2, the vitamin A, and and is, as a side note, vitamin A is vitamin A. It's 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 animal or bacterially derived. Carotene is not vitamin A. Your body can convert it, but I will argue that for an athlete who's serious, the conversion rate is too slow. If you're relatively sedentary, you might be able to get by, but but vitamin A, you really have to have it from an animal or bacterial source. So fats are rich in all these key vitamins for nutrition and minerals. So they're the ones that are going to be the building blocks for your, your sex hormones. Now, next, um, is that when you eat massive amounts of carbohydrates, your body's going to have to secrete insulin to drive that blood sugar down. Or if you're a type 1 diabetic, you're going to have to titrate and inject yourself with insulin to drive your blood sugar down if you eat any significant amount of carbohydrates, okay? Insulin is a hormone, okay? And so when you're eating a lot of carbohydrates, you're secreting a fair amount of insulin, and and over time, that amount of insulin will grow to be a lot of insulin um, to the point of saturation, and that's when you see, in real-world terms, you see people have these energy swings of they've got to eat every two hours, or they get crashing and they get hangry. Um, that's the real-world terms. But but because insulin is such a powerful hormone, when you get a big secretion of insulin, it affects your other hormones. And one of the key things it does is it drives down testosterone. It drives down HgH, the human growth hormone that you need to not only recover, but to get the to, to take the adaptive stress of training and get stronger. So insulin's driving these things down, which is going to tank your um, sex life, right? Because you want to have really healthy, um, testosterone levels if you're a male and even some, if you're a female, and then you want to be making the right levels of progesterone, estrogen, and estradiol if you're a female. And, and we're not going to get into the, the delicate dance that goes through the cycle of, of these three hormones. But, um, you need the building blocks to do that and you don't need to have the insulin overpowering them and creating this this, meta, this hormonal mess for women, which, which I believe is, is causing a lot of female hormonal issues because almost every one of the women I've coached who are in their childbearing years, they do note to me that when they really follow the diet, that special time of the month, the mid-luteal time of the month, is much less special. Um, just everything gets much more better. They, they don't have the, the, the brain fog sometimes, um, the mood swings, um, all those things on a, on a real world level, um, seem to get better when people get fat adapted. Whereas when they're doing a lot of sugar, it just, it just seems to get worse and worse. So it's, it's not just a male thing. It's, it's definitely, um, probably more important the hormonal issues for women than it is for men. Uh,
0: talk a little bit about sex drive and fertility and how this relates because you know when your hormones are off your body's being is signaling like hey this is not a good time to have a baby because your hormones are off and if they're online your sex drive goes up the parts work better and fertility goes up can you talk a little bit about that
1: absolutely and and um that's one of the questions I always ask a female um, athlete if I'm work, starting to work with her is, "Is how's your libido? You know, what's your what's your menstrual cycle like look, look like? Because if her libido's not too good, there's a sign of some hormonal imbalances. Um, there usually is a sign, but if they if they, you know, if they have no libido, it's a it's a dead ringer that they need to work on their hormones. So. Yeah. You need to cycle. And and then sometimes I've had women go off the birth control pill because it can help their estrogen levels go up, um, and deposit calcium into their bones and things. So it's just, it's just so key. I can't, um, uh, and like with men, when you have low testosterone levels because you're overtraining, you're having a lot of oxidative stress, and you're not giving yourself the building blocks, your your shooters, your sperm count's going to be low, and your your swimmers aren't going to be very good swimmers. Um, they're going to be back of the packer. They're all back of the packers. So um, sperm motility, sperm count, all these things, it's pretty well documented in terms of real world with athletes and stuff, and you hear it all the time. Um um, at least I hear it. I hear it from time to time with people conceiving on both ends, and and when the couple drops their carbs and stops stressing out and and gets their training load down to a level that they can handle, um, then all of a sudden, boom, they can conceive and 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 uh, have a healthy pregnancy without all the science and technology that's been brought out there to help people.
2: Well, it's interesting you say that, Pete, because. Um I was told that I couldn't have children and um, we actually went through a lot of IVF and I was a very high carb person because that was when the carb era came in. So my diet was primarily um, high carb, medium protein and very low fat. And um, after the doctors pretty much told us that we were wasting our time and money after four or five IVF treatments, I um, just changed my diet, and not on purpose. Just because I'd done some research and I wanted to become healthy and a better athlete, um, I'd signed up for the Ironman, and I was um, so I was eating a very high-fat diet, medium protein, and lower carb, and on my high intensity. I was doing all the things the doctors told me not to do, so hugely long rides, um, two-hour runs. I actually found that um, I was pregnant after a two-hour run. I became sick, Um, had a tummy bug actually, and went to the hospital and they told me that I was pregnant and I totally did not believe them at the time I had to get an ultrasound just to um to prove them well I thought I was proving them wrong but um they were actually right and it was quite amazing how that whole process happened with the hormones you know and I I was the fittest that I was in my entire life and it was it was just life changing. So that's probably why I'm here now, and I'm, I guess I'm evidence that, that it's true.
1: No, no, it's 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 you're 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 another date you're you're one more big data point out there. I mean every data point in this regard, you know, is an important data point because you know for you to have children is is you know that's the gift and that's that's really you know the biology for females It's just amazing to me. Um, and so when you can't have, you know, like when you're when you're a female and you can't uh, conceive and have children, that's a bigger thing than a guy. That's a bigger thing than a guy not being able to get it up, hey. Eh? Um, even yeah, though, even right. though I mean the guy's pretty miserable, and for him that's that's the end of the world. But it's really not the end of the world, except if you're a guy, it is, right? But you know, yeah. for a woman, it's not conceiving is a is a is a huge thing. And so,
0: yeah, and I think on both ends, male and female, that, you know, I think it's important to say and mention that if you do not have a sex drive, you cannot conceive or you can't perform, that's a big deal for other issues that are going on in your body. That's not a, a small thing. I mean, not only is it horrible for relationships, I have friends who, um, have confided in me that, you know, their spouse has had had problems and um, it's demoralizing for the whole relationship. So that's a, a pretty bad thing. But also it's telling you about your cardiovascular health. It's telling you about your hormone health. And those are the systems that are running your body to keep you alive. So I think it's not just that you can't perform. It's just that your body it's mother nature or God or whoever you want to say is saying you are not fit enough to conceive and carry a baby. So we're shutting down the system.
1: And what the heck are you doing, doing all this exercise to you resolve the issue, right?
2: Yeah, that's right. Right.
1: And so, yeah, so we want to, that's what we're trying to do is get you back to that metabolic health. and, And so the Stephanie made a really good point that if if you don't have your libido intact um you know there's more important things you need to be looking at than just your next race and the training you're doing for it. Now that being said, um part of OFM is addressing training and so when you're overtrained so you have enough cumulative stress where you get into a uh a phase of overtraining, it's natural for the body's libido to be somewhat um depressed and and they've seen this with the uh, tour de france riders by the last week of the tour most people's t levels are down um because that's one of the things they're they're using as markers for the whole doping thing so when you get when you get into an overtraining uh phase you know women will become amenorrhea you know or they'll their periods won't be regular um and with men you know they're just not going to have that drive but but part of that is to be able to recognize that you're in an overtraining state because you want to have, you know, you want to be building up and adapting from the training so you get stronger. And when you get stronger, that means like for a male, your sex drive should be boom right there because that's part of feeling stronger as a male. And for a female, um, you know, her libido should be right where it should be like from day seven through day fourteen or sixteen of her menstrual cycle, you know she should have, you know, more than just a passing interest if she's got a partner,
0: right? Or even if you don't have a partner and you look somebody, you were like, hmm, that's nice. So <laughs> you should be able to look at somebody of the opposite sex, or even depending on your which, what you're interested, the same sex or you You should be well, able. Well, for,
1: to... for a guy, that's everybody.
0: Well, but yeah, okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you should be able to look at, at somebody else, or or just be interested in in that. So, I think that those are all important things that I wanted to bring up. I know Peter was making fun of me because I wanted to talk about this subject, but I think it's really important for athletes to think about. Or even if you're not an athlete and you um you're just interested in good health, it's important for you to think about your sex drive and how it relates to your body and how it how it works
1: well and and part of my laughing at it is the whole idea that that a properly done OFM program probably will improve your sex drive, um, and even you know, uh, like even Zach wasn't talking about his sex life so much. But one of the things when he first we first started working together, I said, "Don't be surprised if you don't get up to go to the bathroom as much at night." And as soon as he dropped his carbohydrates, he noticed that he wasn't getting up like three or four times a night to go to the bathroom to urinate. Um, and you know, that's another factor is your prostate's going to be a lot happier.
0: Right, and it's yeah, that's right. It's all related. I mean, your yeah. whole body's a, a very complex and delicate system.
1: Yeah, and- but it's it's amazing system. The fact that it can heal when you give it the right environment, right nutrition, and then by the way, you know, the prostate in men, but then for women, all the plumbing down there—the uterus, the the ovary, ovaries, the fallopian tubes—all that stuff, you know. Um, if you can reduce the inflammation, if you can reduce the, the load in the colon, um, all that just, you know, whether it's the prostate or, or the women's sexual organs, the plumbing, for lack of better words, all that stuff's just not going to be as under much pressure and inflammation and, and just function a whole lot better. Right. Now, now another thing we probably should mention is, um, besides just the sex drive, is the high-carbohydrate diet. A lot of things with ovarian cysts, fibromyalgia... um,
0: PCOS.
1: Yeah, PCOS, polycystic (laughs) ovarian syndrome. All those sorts of things are are pretty well correlated to high-carb diets now. Um, So... You know, it's it's not just the sex drive in terms of your your sexual organs and stuff. It's there's there's more to it than that. And, and as we said earlier, this is just the canary in the coal mine. So pay attention.
0: Right, and that's why I want to talk about it. So, All right, thanks, and- Steph. Thanks, You're Naomi. Okay. You're welcome.